From the Mid-South Band Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, just an easy time. I uh, went to the pool with the kids, played some music at church. Uh, just a very, really easy weekend, getting settled back in to school, getting ready for uh, Labor Day, and then hopefully get started with a great fall. I didn't do much either. Uh, we had, um, had to get the yard work done, of course, and just a couple other things around the house. You know, not, nothing too exciting. May have my brother coming in town this week, so you know, did a little you know, odds and ends, possibly for his you know, coming here later on. But uh, other than that, I know that some people are trying to squeeze in their last-minute vacations, you know, small little weekend vacations, maybe you know, got one planned for Labor Day. So hopefully everybody's able to cope on the weekends, kind of rest and relax after the first full week of school, uh, and just ready to get back at it. Man, i got to ask you a question. You know, if, if people are looking to go on a uh, last-minute vacation or going to one of these football games starting this weekend you know who can they call that's right Derek uh, talk to you live from the Mid-South Vans studio here in Hernando Mid-South Vans has 12 and 15 passenger vans for all your low travel needs uh, we can help you out with daily weekly or monthly rentals uh, for these last minute trips summer trips for Labor Day so contact us today for our uh, Labor Day specials at phone number 662-469-4555 that's 662-469-4555 located right here in Hernando. Well, one of the other things that I, I caught a little bit of last night uh, was the, uh, the Republican convention. Uh, I briefly kind of skimmed through, saw the Democratic was, convention was on last night, uh, last week, excuse me, uh, and then, of course, last night, Republican convention. So, uh, you know, I know that we're not going to cover this here on the podcast. Uh, it's way too much to go into, and we're trying to keep things mostly local. But, uh, Matt, did you catch any of that last night? I did. It's pretty neat how they had to do everything, um, pre-recorded speeches. Like I told you, it kind of seems almost, sometimes almost seems like a bit of a Zoom meeting type thing. So, Pretty interesting way that they're having to do it this year. I know they're with it happening every four years. This is um, a pretty big deal that they're having to change uh, things the way they are this year. But uh, it's been interesting. And like I said, uh, last week was was the the Democratic National Convention, so got to see quite a bit of that. And this week is the RNC, so uh, it, it does affect us locally. Even though we're not going to talk about it a ton on the podcast by choice, possibly. Anyway, just looking forward to the rest of the week. Yeah, uh, we can pull it in though a little locally because obviously the election is just over two months away. You know, everybody's a little worried about you know how they're going to vote, voting in person. What what does that look like? Uh, one, you know, Mississippi does not have mail-in voting. Uh, so if you're you know if you're new to the area, we do not have mail-in voting. However, uh, the DeSoto County Election Commission uh, is meeting at 5:30 on September 1st at the Gale Center. Um, it is a public meeting. Uh, if you want to kind of want to see how things are going to work this fall. Uh, and so, again, September 1st at 530 at the Gale Center, public is invited. And also absentee voting does begin on September 21st uh, at the DeSoto County Courthouse on the second floor. So if you're disabled or, or over 65, your ballot can be mailed to you locally to the clerk's office, and then you can you know, bring it back up there, what you need to do if you don't want to you know, sit there for a long time. So they can mail you the ballot locally. However, you, you need to bring it back to the courthouse in order to turn it in. So uh, just you know, kind of getting that out there. Again, just over two months, so we're, we're a month away from absentee voting. We want to make sure everybody gets a chance to vote. Every vote counts. Uh, so please get out there and, and, and do your part. So again, they mail it out to you, but you have to turn it in in person. Yeah, yes, yes. They exactly. have to mail it to you, and then you have to bring it in in person because, again, uh, Mississippi does not have mail-in voting. Uh, you will have to show an ID of some sort uh, in order 
order to turn the ballot in. Yeah, and we uh, we did absentee balloting. We were going out of town maybe two elections ago or something, and extremely easy to do. A little bit of a wait at the time we went uh, up there upstairs in the courthouse, but uh, very easy to do, and we were very glad we, we were able to absentee vote. So anyway, make, please make sure to do that uh, And again um, starting uh, next month. Matt, I do want to turn our attention now. Uh, there was some, I guess, some sobering news uh, in the in the county area. You know, have a very, you know, obviously uh, the police around here do a great job. Uh, all the law enforcement in all the cities uh, in DeSoto County and the Sheriff's Department do a fantastic job of, of you know, just keeping us safe, uh, patrolling everything. Uh, but one of the things that unfortunately does happen in our area uh, is uh, just child trafficking. Uh, and that, well, as hope, well, some of y'all may have read this week that um, there was 23 individuals uh, picked up, uh, arrested for child trafficking in this area. Uh, that was Hernando Police Department was a majorly involved in that, along with uh, others from the Jackson area, Brandon Pearl, uh, and other police um, that were that were uh, involved. But again, it's a very sad fact that it happens. Uh, it's kind of scary that it happens in our own backyard, uh, but we're not naive to, uh, enough to think that it does not. Um, but again, one of the major takeaways, and I think that the police chief put out a. Um, a, a letter to the community, basically, that asking to please track your uh, children's social media. If you have children, if the children have phones, if they have, you know, uh, uh, access to tablets, make sure you have some kind of thing, you know, a device or an app on the tablet that's tracking them. Uh, and then also, look, I mean, I'm sure, pretty sure that most of y'all are paying for your children's telephones. So you have every right to know their password. You have every right to make sure that you're going in there reading their text. And yes, there are some apps that can hide things, Snapchat, you know, that, that you know, the, the text or the, the snaps disappear after they, they do it. But again, do, do the best that you can. Have conversations with them. You know, this is not a helicopter mother or daddy. Uh, this is actually just, you know, keeping up for their and tell them this, especially if, you know, if they're in their teenage years, you've got to have this conversation about this is what happened in our backyard. So, again, sobering fat, Matt, but, um, you know, it does happen. Absolutely. It definitely does. I heard an advertisement for a podcast this morning before we uh, recorded the show was discussing a 30-year-old case. Uh, the young lady went to school that day, actually had a uh, an officer come into her classroom and, and discuss stranger danger, which we all know, uh, if you're our age, you know exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, and later on that day, she disappeared. And, again, that's a 30-year-old case case. So Derek, it is real. It definitely does happen. Uh, and, and the more diligent parents, and we all are about it, to act like it does happen and not just uh, bury our head in the sand, uh, we can avoid tragic situations, tragic things, um, hopefully, uh, you know, with our children. Yeah. And so at schools, I hope that also that, um, you know, that, you, that y'all have some conversations, teachers, you know, please, again, younger kids, you don't want to scare them. But, you know, the ones that are, are able to understand, I mean, we can, you know, the stranger danger, as Matt talked about, that can be done very young uh, in a, in a, in a positive way. I mean, you want to show that, you know, hey, this is what we need to do, you know, stay away from people offering you things and that sort of thing. But as they get older, just have a three, five minute conversation. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you, you know, want them here and that if your parents are asking you to do this or if there's a reason that the schools make you put up the phones or turn in your phones or there's some kind of event that, you know, this is not, you know, trying to be, you know, some kind of dictator or trying to be some kind of, you know, we got to watch everything that you do. Uh, it's just that, you know, we want to be as, as careful as possible uh, because, you know, again, it's in our own backyard. So and sticking with the schools, um, should have mentioned this on Friday. Every Monday at noon, the schools will be coming out with the uh, COVID uh, list, the list of the public schools, kind of, you know, where the uh, they have had positive cases, uh, those that have been affected by the positive cases. In other words, you know, maybe they weren't infected at school, but they were affecting their families or having a quarantine for 
any reason. That does come out every Monday at noon. Corey Elselton and, and his staff has has uh, you know said that they're going to put this out. First one came out yesterday, uh, and what they said was there's 18 teen students who have tested positive in the county. Now that's 18 out of 35,000. So again, and they're across the schools. I think the most school the most uh, school that had I think was a one or two uh, was the most, and that was in a couple schools. Actually, three schools had two. Very small number of cases for 35,000 students. Uh, and then they had about another 139 or so, I believe, that were being quarantined for any in any number of reasons. Either they were in the class with an infected student, or as I said, they had a family member or had gotten it outside of school and had to stay quarantined for precaution purposes. So first week of school, man, I think that's a, a great number. Absolutely. I mean, what the guys are, what the staff uh, are doing all across the county, being so diligent with our children. Uh, I see it every morning when we, we drop our, our youngest off or I drop our youngest off. Just so happy for her to go into school and the, the teachers, you can just see the love on their face they have uh, for these kids. And so just doing a phenomenal job. Great job by Corey and them saying, hey, this is the reality. We're going to we're gonna uh, put this out there every Monday at noon. People just want facts. They want to uh, they want to see what's going on in schools. Um, they want to know, um, not necessarily so they can, um, you know, run to Facebook or run to social media and see gotcha, gotcha, gotcha type situation. But just again, good job by Corey and the DCS staff uh, letting us know what's going on inside of our schools because I know Corey and, and the team over there want nothing more than to go to school for a full year and, and educate these kids uh, the way that, that, that we know that they can. That's right. And I, they're trying to make it easier. The state of Mississippi has also put out a news release that they'll be hosting drive-through COVID-19 testing for all teachers and administrators. This will start, actually started yesterday across the state. For DeSoto County, there will be one location. It's the DeSoto County Health Department in Hernando. That'll be on September 1st. It'll be on September 1st. Uh, the, the health department's open from 8 to 5 p.m., 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and so, again, uh, any teachers, any administrators that work in the school system. Bus get, drivers, anybody. Anybody can get tested for free on September 1st at the DeSoto County Health Department. It's located on 3212 Highway 51 South, Suite A in Hernando. 3212 yeah. Highway 51 South, Suite A in Hernando. So, again, uh, that'll be, what, one week from today? One week from uh, today, they'll offer that. So, again, uh, if you're a, a teacher who thinks you may have been exposed if you're, or any other administrators, again, you know, a free testing. Go ahead and get tested, kind of know where you are, and this will, you know, really help to, to uh, you know, kind of track the virus uh, and make sure that we continue on our way. Absolutely. And and again, shout out to Corey Osselton and the staff, the DCS staff, all the school administrators, school uh, personnel, uh, just working so hard uh, each and every Monday through Friday to uh, to help our kids and, and get them going to school. My five-year-old is absolutely loving her kindergarten class. We're so happy with what, what we've seen so far uh, in her kindergarten class. And, and just to see the smile on her face every day of what she's getting to experience is, is wonderful. And um, a lot of the listeners today uh, know my youngest daughter and, and she can be a handful, but the fact that she has a smile on her face every day at four o'clock is is just wonderful so um the podcast brought to you by the print house located at 2462 church street the print house is your one-stop shop for printing services business cards banners screen printing for t-shirts as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and t-shirt needs whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion or church group the ladies at the print house can help simply give them a call at 662-298-3105 that's 662-298-3105 podcast also brought to you by precision services right here in hernando 
Whether you're a real estate flipper or a homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations with over 20 years experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business. Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. That's 662-469-4189. Reminder to mention the podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's Precision Services specializing in residential and commercial construction. Derek, just to mention both of our advertisers, both the print house and precision services have mentioned to me that they've begun to get uh, a number of phone calls from our podcast. So if you'd like to advertise on our podcast, it is under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. I know uh, the, the owner of precision services mentioned a uh, potential deal for him that just a very large deal for him from the podcast. So definitely exciting. Please support our local advertisers, uh, mid South vans, the print house precision services, and hopefully more soon, but please support their local businesses. Uh, in any way you can. I want to turn to look at some local events going on uh, over the next uh, week or so. Uh, actually, uh, n- over the next week and then also about a month from now. A couple of uh, golf tournaments. Now, it's something we hadn't heard in a while. Um, you know, usually during this, uh, you know, during the summertime, starting in the spring, all the way through, you know, basically Columbus Day, there are golf tournaments almost every week of some sort. A lot of good fundraisers around the area and uh, some some larger tournaments that are, are going either to uh, cities or counties or states or that sort of thing. And so uh, the one, uh, we do have one this week, the DeSoto Economic Council has a golf tournament on Thursday. That will be, uh, usually it's held at Cherokee Valley. Uh, again, it'll be on Thursday. And so if you're playing that out already, that's great. If not, you might want to reach out to Cherokee Valley and see if there's any spots left for teams uh, or the Economic Council located here in Hernando. You can give them a call to see if there's any spots available for teams. But that'll be held Thursday at Cherokee Valley. Another one is, is that the city of South Haven is having a golf tournament at Wedgwood. However, this is a little different. Uh, this is going to be during the month of October. Uh, so again, they're starting to sign up uh, right now. But during the month of October, they're going to have something called Put at Your Pace. Uh, it's going to be October 1st through October 26th. It'll be held at Wedgwood. And so basically what you do is you, you sign up online. So you're signing up, I guess, quote unquote, virtually. And then at some point during those 26 days, October 1st, October 26th, you and your team play a round of golf. Uh, and so and then it's going uh, to be a flighted scramble. For $100 a person or $400 a team, depending on if you can get you know four people or if you just want to all several people to pitch in 100 bucks each. Uh, and so again, at some point during those 26 days, you play the course, you turn your card into John at Wedgwood, and uh, then they will be able to um, fight that and go ahead and give out the prizes after that. All the proceeds. This is a fundraiser. All the proceeds are going to help the South Haven Chamber of Commerce continue its 50 years of strengthening small business. So this will go into the Chamber of Commerce to help them, you know, give some outreach, do some events, do some uh, publications for the. Uh, the small businesses uh, around the South Haven area. Is the DeSoto County Economic Council tournament, is it still a two-man scramble? No, it's a four-man scramble. It's a four-man scramble format. Okay. Both both tournaments are four-man scrambles. Both Both tournaments. Okay. Yeah. So please get out. I mean, hopefully the weather can be uh, decent on Thursday. Uh, Not exactly sure of that. We can talk a little bit more about the hurricane possibilities, tropical storms that may be in the area uh, creeping up Wednesday through through Saturday. But hopefully that can go off on Thursday. Uh, It's a great event. Derek, you and I have played in that numerous times uh, together. And uh, just to a good, good fundraiser for them. And then the uh, South Haven Chamber, please get out and support that in October. Get with your four buddies, go play around the golf, play the course, and then turn your score in and see what happens. So uh, good luck to all the go- golfers out there on that. Yeah, so again, just a, a good time, and, I, and I'm just glad to see golf tournaments on the, on the calendar again. All right, uh, we started last week with something, if y'all remember, the Soda County Fact of the Week. And so we're going to continue that this week. The Soda County Fact of the Week 
uh, of course, is given to us uh, by Rob Long. Uh, he provides us with the information that we have uh, for that. Uh, he is the curator of the DeSoto County Museum. Uh, the DeSoto County Museum is a, just a, a wonderful uh, museum that we have, a wonderful treasure uh, in our town of Hernando, but also just for the entire county. Uh, it was named the Mississippi's Best Small Museum uh, when it opened in 2003, and it's open from Tuesday through Saturdays from 10, a, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. Admission is free. They do accept donations because, you know, they want to continue to add. And of course, if you have donations, not over monetarily donations, but if you have something in your family that is an heirloom, uh, something that you can, that is, you know, of DeSoto County historical importance, please look to uh, reach out to the county. Uh, Rob does a great job of cataloging everything and getting it out on the floor. And so again, reach out to the DeSoto County Museum. But uh, DeSoto County fact this week, uh, if you remember last week, we talked about how uh, the, the land was divided up from the, uh, the Chickasaw Nation and was brought and the, the land was set aside. On the, the 25th of January, 1836, an Indian named Tilukahaya was awarded Section 13 in Township 3 and Range 8 West. This land was sold then to Edward Orne, agent for the Boston and Mississippi Land Company, on the 16th of June, 1836. On the 16th of August of the same year, a plot of 40 acres was donated to the DeSoto County Board of Police to be used as the site for the seat of the government. And accepting this land, the clerk of the board was instructed to advertise the sale of these lots in the Memphis newspapers. map of the town of Jefferson was drawn out by civil engineer named Fred Defuniak. His scale was one inch to 240 feet, and he set out a symmetrical square surrounded by 172 lots. The public square was to be 450 feet on each side, which contained two blocks and three access streets. Beyond these 172 lots were another 300 lots to be sold by Mr. Orne of the Boston and Mississippi Cotton Land Company. And of course, uh, those of y'all that have been here uh, and those of y'all that aren't aware, the town of Jefferson that we just mentioned and that was set aside, of course, became the city of Hernando. Uh, that's talking about the Hernando Square, three access streets that led into it, and of course the lots around it that you know now make up our town square and the historical district uh, around that, uh, the housing and that sort of thing. So again, just a great DeSoto County fact provided to us by Rob Long, and we just really appreciate him getting that to us each week. So all of this began, the Hernando Square began, the planning and so forth, 1836. 1836. Wow, just amazing. Thank you to Rob Long and the, the uh, DeSoto County Museum for providing us with that information, and I uh, look forward to uh, doing that each and every week to uh, let both of those that have lived in Hernando their entire lives and those that maybe move in or new into town to kind of learn more about our city and the history of it. I mean, I'm I'm learning a little bit more each and every week, of course, uh, with the facts. I mean, I, I feel like I know more about Hernando than I know my hometown. Just a great job by, by the uh, museum. Please uh, consider visiting the museum soon. Uh, right here um, in Hernando on Commerce Street, they do a wonderful job. Uh, again, I've been there a couple times, and it's definitely worth the uh, price of admission, which, again, Derek, is free. Free. Uh, you know, the, the best price is free. Uh, just uh, turn to Hernando Parks, a reminder to our listeners uh, to reach out cityofhernando.org. That's cityofhernando.org to uh, see what's going on with the Hernando Parks and Recreation uh, Department. The Hernando Parks and Recreation Department uh, do a great job for us here in the city. Uh, we're working uh, towards possibly having administrators as one of our first guests on the podcast to talk about what they're doing for the fall, uh, discuss the Hernando Parks and Recreation. I know that's uh, something a lot of listeners would like to learn more about and hear some of the different things that they uh, are involved in. Like, for instance, Derek, I did not realize that the Parks and Rec department, they're over the local cemeteries that are owned by the city, which is a pretty interesting fact. Yes, yeah, pretty interesting fact. But again, cityofhernando.org. Please uh, frequent that website to see what's going on with the Hernando Parks and Recreation. Turn into sports. 
we uh, know that we had last week. We had our both our picks and our mascot battle royale picks. Matt, how do we do? Uh, well, our pick, uh, Derek, you and I broke down the uh, Magnolia Heights Chiefs, broke down their offense, the players, et cetera. Uh, we picked them to beat the um, Lee Academy Colts, and uh, sure enough, they beat them 54-7 to on Friday night. So uh, probably a very empty stadium. Um, Fifty-four to seven could be a pretty, pretty lonely uh, uh, time out there if you're uh, one of the Lee Academy Colts. And then also uh, that that means our mascot picks. What want to know? You and I picked. We decided that the uh, Chiefs as a mascot would absolutely uh, beat the Colts, and, and sure enough, they they did. Yeah. Um, again, Chiefs tame Colts. That obviously happened. Fifty-four to seven. Just a great start for the Magnolia Heights Chiefs. Uh, and again, you know, for Lee Academy. Well, it you know, was it, it was happening in 1836, and it's still happening to this day. There you go. So uh, again, fifty-four to seven. Uh, just a, a great job by them. Magnolia Heights does travel this week uh, to Fayette Academy. Fayette Academy, uh, is, of course, is a Tennessee private school up in Fayette County, and they will play this Friday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, that will be um, Fayette Academy's first game. Of course, Magnolia Heights' second game. Uh, so, you know, again, we'll talk about this. We'll break down that game uh, on Friday. Uh, also, in regards to Magnolia Heights, they uh, – the North the North Point girls host Magnolia Heights. Uh, this is North Point girls soccer host Magnolia Heights tonight at 5 p.m. at North Point. Yeah, remember uh, last week we broke down 0-0 score. Yeah, so no scoring. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a tight defensive battle, so we'll see if there's any scoring tonight. But again, uh, tonight, uh, 5 p.m., and it is restricted, which we'll talk about here in just a second, uh, but it is restricted to uh, two people per uh, excuse me, two people per participant. Uh, and so just remember that. So I would, I would welcome or everybody out or say Hey, y'all, y'all come out and you know watch a, a good local soccer game. However, you can't really do that unless you have uh, you know some kind of relationship to a player on the team. So again, tonight at 5 p.m., uh, we'll, we'll do that. We're uh, not we're not exactly sure the North Point. I'm sorry, the Magnolia Heights Lady Chiefs uh, soccer record. We're not sure of that. We wish them well tonight against North Point uh, Lady Trojans. Yeah, just again, reach out to us if in, we're still in contact trying to get it. We've still got a you know full season left. So if you got the information that you would like to share with us, coaches. Uh, we would love to hear. Uh, also, North Point's first game is this weekend. Uh, we'll, again, nothing, something else that we'll be breaking down on Friday, but there is a, a Friday high school game, along with all of the uh, public schools we'll be playing scrimmages. And so we will cover the North Point team this week, possibly an interview with the North Point head coach this week. Uh, so that will be done. They're playing Fayette Ware uh, at home. It's a home game for North Point. And so we will be covering that game, going over the North Point team like we did uh, Manila Heights last week. And then, of course, also we'll briefly mention the scrimmages because, Matt, you know, the public schools don't start until September 4th. This week, they're just scrimmages. Yeah, just scrimmages. We're not talking about a game, just scrimmage. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. So, anyway, looking forward to that. Derek, let's let's visit just real quick. Your son, uh, Junior, at North Point, plays on the uh, – tell us a little bit what, what positions he playing this year. He's on the line. Uh, he plays offensive line and defensive end. So, plays offensive line, defensive end. Going back to what you were mentioning a second ago, state of Mississippi, two fans, I guess, two two fans per participant. That's correct. So, what, what does that look like for uh, – I mean, that's just kind of a tough situation for maybe someone who has a divorce or grandparents trying to watch or stuff like that. I, what's that look like for North Point? It, it is, and it's, it's a – you know, obviously, I mean, Heights dealt with this last week, and the public schools will be dealing with it, uh, you know, for the jamborees, which, you know, that might, okay, jamborees, not that big of a deal, but it is to the kids, and it's also to the parents, especially for those first-year starters or maybe first-year players. Uh, what it looks like is, is that every player gets a, and this is how it is for North Point, I can't speak for all schools, but uh, what it will be is that uh, my son uh, will be able to have two participants, or excuse me, two people for himself, 
And what they'll do is, is that he'll have a list of the names that come. Uh, the list will be obviously family members for us. And so they are allowed in the game. They will check your name at the gate based on you give the player name and then give your name and they'll cross your officers to come in. Now, North Point has 55 kids on the team. They have 25 cheerleaders. Uh, so that's 80. And then the band consists of around 40 or 50 kids so you're looking at about 130 participants so that's that's included band cheerleader anybody that's going to be there that friday night representing north point uh is is considered a quote-unquote participant that's correct not, not just players okay that's correct so you have about 130 participants uh for north point so multiply that by two obviously around 260 300 fans uh, is what you're looking at you're looking at around 300 fans and so that includes administration that's going to be there of course so again it's not i mean not, it, not it, as bad as, as i was thinking no it's not i mean it's not going to be and of course you know fayette I mean, excuse me, not Fayette. Uh, Fayette Ware. I'm not sure how that's done. Uh, I've been trying to find out. I've actually talked to my son about it last night. He wasn't quite sure. You know, what North Point's doing is they're calling ahead uh, to the schools that they play and will give their list. But we don't know how the other schools – and, again, North Point's only playing Tennessee schools. They're not playing any Mississippi schools this year because of Mississippi starting a little later. They, had, they actually had two Mississippi games that were canceled because of when the, the season was pushed back from Mississippi to September 4th. Um, they had to – you know, they obviously the Mississippi schools had to get their district games in. And so those games were – you know, non-conference were bumped, which were, were North Point. So uh, I'm not sure how the Mississippi schools are going to do it. And, uh, and since we're playing all Tennessee's teams, we're not sure how they're going to do it. But we're, we're assuming that – where is going to turn in a certain number of people for us, uh, and they will also be watching that at the gate. And again, so you're just talking, you know, if they have around 50 kids, I mean, they'll they'll bring a couple, you know, 100 fans or so. Um, I mean, we're talking three or 400 people. Right. I mean, so it's not it's it's not ideal. I mean, no students really can come. Obviously, you can't have little kids running around because unless it's you know siblings of the players, and so that's a little disappointing not to have that, especially the first home game. Uh, but again, three or 400 people is still a decent crowd yeah. uh, for a Friday night. So I don't think it's as punitive as it could be. Uh, but of course it's not ideal no it's not ideal I mean you know you and I've played in front of pretty large crowds before it's so exciting for those high school boys to uh, get out there and, and, and experience that I noticed a uh, athletic director in uh, Texas I don't know if you saw that uh, there was a video of him stopping the game he got on the microphone and he stopped the game and said we will not play until we get back into position spaced out uh, the the kids the students had come together and had huddled up tremendously there uh, like a student section a normal student section so he stopped the game with the microphone and just sat there and said we won't start again until we take this serious and let's space out wear our mask all that kind of stuff all of us want to watch high school football all of us want it to be back in session be as normal as possible so whatever the stadium tells us to do please honor that um, if they tell you to wear a mask then you know now's not the time to uh, to, to start kicking and screaming okay it's about the kids uh, the Participants, uh, as we were talking about, uh, that's what it's about. So just uh, do whatever we can to keep football going, uh, sports going, and um, choose to uh, to be a good example for these kids. And, and also, I think you saw that. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of stink up in Carville because you know they were doing their two participant. They were being pretty strict by it, obviously. However, there were a couple of media people that wanted to come in and cover the games. Now you don't know if they were doing it for nefarious reasons, trying to you know. Okay, well, we're going to show them not wearing masks or show them, as you said, huddling up in groups, student sections, playing drums or screaming or whatever. I mean, we don't know, you know, what they're, you know, we hope they were just going to cover the game, but Carville turned them down, said that you're not going to come to the first game because you're not on the list, which, you know, if you look at it one way, that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, Absolutely. if you're on the list, if you're not on the list, you can't come in. Well, of course, you know, everybody in Memphis, uh, I know WREG and a couple of the, the Daily Memphian and a couple other ones, you know, they, they wrote articles or, or they, you know, they had, uh, uh, you know, 
segments about, hey, you're, you know, you're restricting free press. Uh, and so that's a, probably something I'm not saying that Collierville, again, they may have done it on purpose. Uh, I don't know if they did it or not. I don't have any affiliation with Collierville. But um, I think that you know, that's something that needs to be considered. Uh, it was not a good look for Collierville. And so they have released that restriction this week that you know, if you are a media member, you'll be allowed to come in, not counted against the two people per participant. And North Point has the same thing, I, I know, this weekend, I mean, this Friday, that you know, if you're you know, a member of the press, so there may be two more people there uh, because you know, I can't imagine Fox News coming down or somebody you know out of Memphis to cover the North Point game. So you know, um, if if that happens, great. Well, we'd love to you know have them <laughs> for the, the publicity for the school and for the county. Uh, but you know, more than likely, a couple people want to come in from the local paper or, or that sort of thing and, and be able to cover that. Then that'll be perfectly fine and accepted by the school. Well, I mean, if there's ever a time to cover a game from a helicopter, it's now. I mean, now's the time to to fly around in the helicopter and cover the games. You have Jarvis on Friday Night Fever. Just exactly. Screaming at Jarvis. you got that. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that some other uh, episode. Uh, pull my wife's chain about Jarvis. She absolutely can't stand him. Every Friday night, I flip him on just for that. He is by far the worst sports commentator in in the city of Memphis. It's unbelievable. He's been on there so long now. I just I just get chills because. It's, that means it's, it's high school football. Sure. So you turn it on, and you know his segments may or may not be the best, and, and you know he's got his go-to, he's got done for years. But I just enjoy turning the fact, and you know you won't catch all the scores, but just seeing the, the score scroll at the bottom of the screen, you know, be able to sell that, you know, and especially when you have a, a kid that's in high school, kind of yelling out the scores, and you know looking at them, and especially the ones in your district, it's a, it's pretty cool to watch. However, we don't get a lot of that down here, uh, and so that's why we're you know doing our best to do this podcast to be able to get those scores out and uh, to celebrate the kids the best we can. Right, and so Derek. It, when when I was growing up, we would we had uh, Friday night lights down in, in New Orleans, and if we played at home, I was able to get home for the ten thirty show, and then if we played on the road, they would play it again the next morning on WWL in, in New Orleans. I'm sorry, maybe WDSU. Anyway, but JT Curtis was the host. If, he, if You know who JT Curtis is. He's the coach, and his dad started uh, John Curtis uh, down in New Orleans. So they would play their games early. They would play at about 4, 35 o'clock every day. Then he would take a helicopter down to, to the studio. So he was always the, the host. So if you don't know who JT Curtis is, I want to say he's won over 25 state cha- No, the school has won over 25 state championships. I know he's definitely in the teens. So uh, quite the, quite the program. Uh, down there, but I always enjoyed um, seeing coverage of, of, of our high school. So that's what we're going to try and do here is, is provide some coverage, some opportunities to, for kids to hear their names or at least hear about their school and so forth. So we just uh, we, we we we're praying for you. We're we're excited for you, and that's such a, a fun part of of the fall and a fun part of being uh, you know certainly a freshman. Uh, the opportunity to experience Friday night football, and uh, again we 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 want to just say how excited we are for you you kids, both Hernando, North Point, uh, all of the all across the Soto County, and. Uh, we just we're we're pulling for you guys to have a wonderful uh, fall experience, a wonderful football season. You know, Derek, the numbers across the country, especially across the South, uh, the media is not going to tell you that, but the numbers have begun to look pretty good. I mean, things kind of start to look like they're on a little bit of a downturn or a downward trend. So, um, uh, I mean, you and I talked about it off air. Thought of the SEC, the ACC, and the Big T- uh, Big Twelve playing football, Saturday football this year, and and, and the Big Ten and Pac twelve having to sit around and watch is it, it could be kind of um, kind of amusing to us down in the south to watch this yeah one month away uh be four weeks from saturday absolutely we'll have that first game so and finally today we're going to do something that uh we're, we're going to probably just briefly talk about we don't want to bore you too bad matt and i are involved in a fantasy league and the uh the draft has started now something we were not made aware of uh, i'm gonna be honest um, and fellas if you're listening or not we, we apologize uh, the group me i don't get automatic text we're on a group me for our fantasy team 
And so we were notified last night uh, after, yes, I was in the bed, which was again about, I go to bed pretty early. So I uh, did, did not know that we had started a slow draft. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of the slow draft. Would have much rather done it in person somehow, uh, either you know, through Zoom uh, or you know, spaced out. You know, there's only 10 of us in, in some kind of room. But since y'all decided to start the slow draft last night, uh, Matt and I hey, have been Real quick, is, is, the, is, the, is the word slow draft, is that a key sweat song? Uh, slow draft, is that a key sweat song? It could be a key sweat song. I, I think the slow draft may have to do more with you know, the, some of the players in our league. But however, we're going to go ahead and make our official pick for the number. We had the, the number two pick. Right, we have the number two pick. Uh, number one uh, went off uh, heavy E, heavy E. Uh, well, is it heavy E or just heavy? It's heavy. Is it okay? I don't know. He, he probably thinks <laughs> it's heaven. I'm that guy. I don't know what he's talking about. But we're gonna. Um, yeah. So we we you know he picked probably like it. I don't know what time last night. Uh, but it's our turn. So we're the second pick. Uh, and so um, you know, who did he pick? He picked uh, Christian McCaffrey. Our league is um, PPR, and so we kind of uh, we morphed the league this year, which I'm a little upset about. Um, but we went from traditional. We're going to three wide receivers and a super flex so you know that's it's going to you know something a little different uh but, but a super flex i mean that's that that's right up your alley a super flex <laughs> right super flex so we're going super flex uh but so you know we have the second pick which means we'll come back around and have what the 19th pick so not, i'm not crazy about the second pick wish i could trade the pick uh and move down a little bit i'd rather move down three or four spots and get somebody else's maybe you know second or third round pick along with ours uh however we're not allowed to do that in in, in, in fantasy football and so i think with our second pick uh we i will input this as soon as we finish this podcast our name which has been yet determined because again i didn't realize the draft was yesterday uh but our name to be determined selects saquon barkley running back new york giant with the second overall pick selects saquon barkley running back New York Giants. That is correct. So uh, whoever the third pick is now, I believe it's something. I don't even know his name, uh, but I know who it is. And so he, you're now on the clock. Did we win uh, this league again last year? We did not win the league, Matt. Uh, we came in, I think, I believe fourth, uh, okay. just out of the money. Um, we may have had the best team, though. We had a really good. We team had a good year. team, and we just we actually threw up 200 points uh, in the semifinals and somehow still lost. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's. It was a crazy, just an unfortunate week. Should have made the finals. We actually won. Actually, I think we came in third. No, I'm sorry. We came in fourth because we were out of the money. Um, but, again, uh, again, great league. Uh, fellas, we're going to enjoy it. Those that we routinely beat uh, every year, um, we look forward to doing that again. And once we do, your fantasy names will be roasted on this broadcast. That's, that's a true fact. We typically start off the season 2-0 and beating the same people kind of over and over again. So look forward to that. Um, anyway, uh, but again, we won't bore you too bad. Just letting you, we'll just give you our records. So I uh, want to appreciate you joining us today. And Matt, if that's all, you have anything else? No, man. Good show. I'm Derek. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time under the water tower. <laughs>